darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping. Welcome to from the factory floor of the Football Factory Podcast. I'm Stephen Karowitz, and it's election night, so you're getting nothing out of me. You're lucky you got the podcast. So sit back, relax, and all hell is breaking loose around here. It's time from the factory floor. Joining us on this big night, big historic night, uh, we still don't know who won. Um, we're not even close <laughs> An to the election. Election special. Yeah, everything is very much, very, very much up in the air. Um, luckily for me, I have my footballing brain, Barry Sherrington. Hello, Barry. Hello. Good evening, world. <laughs> oh, w- oh, wait, wait. That might be Jason. Hold on. We're waiting on Jason. All right. Hold on. Here we go. I'm not even stopping the call. Here we go. Hold on. Add people. Add Jason. Add. Oh, Ta-da. This doesn't bode well. Doesn't bode well. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, people, we're going to stop for a second. No, we lost Jason. We're going to stop for a second. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Okay, we're back. And joining us also is Jason Slavsky. Hello, Jason. Hello, Steve. Jason, what happened, buddy? Jason had some technical difficulties, everybody. I, I don't know. My computer is so old. That's why I think. Oh, I'm sorry, Jason. You know, this is what happens when you're an accountant. You're a number cruncher. You got to be more of a, of, a, of a desktop publishing guy like me and just... Screw it if you don't have money. Just go out and buy cool, cool computers. Um, well, I think I just, I just spend all my money at the bar. That's what I do. Ah, there you go. That's 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 money well spent. Plan A. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the low-tech plan. So, exactly. so as we said, this is a historic night. We still don't know. Just so you know where we're at. And uh, everybody, anybody who listens to this knows my politics, certainly. But... Uh, we still don't know Florida. We still don't know Virginia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, or Minnesota. So um, if we're not really paying attention to each other, you know it's because we're basically on 538.com. But we do have to start, Barry, as much as you don't want to, we do have to start with the North London Derby. Do we? Where do you come out on this? <laughs> was it a? Well, I guess my questions are: Was was it a good match? Was Arsenal good? And was Spurs good? Um, it's the goodness question. What was good? <laughs> I think Arsenal were more resilient than we have been in the past, because we have had some uh, situations where we got blitzed by them a bit. Um, even so, even though they did blitz us in those first, they always seem to come out with a bit more enthusiasm and energy. I suppose that's down to being the downtrodden understudies, you know, coming behind us, the whole Saint Totteringham Day thing, um, you know, that that sort of thing going on for however many years now. I've lost count. I think it's nineteen years. Um, but that that the, they they always seem to have a point to prove in the North London derbies. And um, but we just seemed to be a little bit. I don't know whether it was nervous or blasé. I'm not sure which. Um, you know. So what was good was that we were resilient. Um, and what was also good is that we've got class players who could make the difference. Um, who you know, Ozil's cross it. Uh, Ozil's ball that he slung in was uh, very good. Um, 
we also have Koscielny. I think Koscielny was thinking about actually, uh, you know, who's which seat he was going to have on the Eurostar to Paris for the next game <laughs> um, when he was doing that because he didn't need to tackle the bloke. No. If he'd let yeah. them run across and keep running across, he could have just shaded him out because Dembele wasn't actually going anywhere and he had the pace to match Dembele. So, but there we go. One all, you know, it's better than a win. It's better than a loss, should I say? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're still, you know, maintaining position above them. The, um, there, uh, there's something to be said for, I think both teams showed the Champions League travails. Um, and that they just, players that had, that, you know, are typically very sharp had, had their moments. I mean, Sanchez was relatively ineffective. He wasn't awful, but I think you saw he was a little ineffective. Uh, you know, Koscielny with that mm. tackle, and certainly Ozil was a little bit more in and out than he has been this season so far. And the same, and you can say the same thing for Spurs. Spurs, a lot of things went right. Pochettino came in with the right system. Kane looked good for coming back, just coming back from a long-term layoff. Um, but you could also see they were a little bit kind of dull around the edges. Yeah, well, they 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 were missing their driving force. I think their 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 talisman, if you like, um, in in Deli Alley not yeah. being there. Um, you know, Spurs do tend to hang it all on one player's hat, um, and uh, or peg, should I say? And and you know, Deli Alley probably is it this year. Harry Kane last year, um, but you know. They they're becoming a more rounded out team. Definitely the case. They they did a good job of coping without uh, Alderweireld. I mean he's he's actually a very good central defender. Um, so I you know I mean it was entertaining, but I thought there were a lot of mistakes actually, and and both sides seemed nervous. Arsenal more so. Arsenal I think were a bit more aware of the impact of winning, the fact that we'd go top again. Uh, and I think that played on our minds a little bit. Saying that, a draw right now in something as fierce as the North London derby, um, uh, it's not too bad, actually. Yeah. I mean, it would have been better to win, absolutely. But we're still unbeaten since the first match of the season. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. Jason, did you watch the match? Yeah, I saw the match. I thought it was... Uh, I thought my initial reaction after the final was, I think it was a just result. I think... Uh, it was a point for each that we both deserved. Uh, I thought it was an entertaining game. I agree with Barry on it. Was it the greatest game I've ever seen? No, but I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was fairly open from both sides. And I was kind of shocked how Arsenal just a, kind of for spurts and for a lot of the game allowed time to really do what they wanted with the ball, a little, a little not pressuring them and not going, uh, not going for it. And not, as far as as far as saying that, yeah, we are the the, the big brother to the you know to the little. Mm. We are the big brother and. And I, and I feel like in a lot of big games like that Arsenal in the past have done that. They have not been saying, we know we are the better team. We are the most talent. We have the most talent, and we should just not, not be concerned that much. And I felt like they were – they played more of an accounting team, and they were trying to – they would seem to me they were trying to goat Tottenham into uh, in, into 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 overcommitting and then counting them instead of really just taking the ball, the ball by the horn, and going for it. But all in all, I thought it was a just result. Uh, if this was last week, I think Koscielny would not have been a penalty because um, 
Hattenberg clearly must have saw the tape and thought that was now. Now he knows what a penalty is now. Um, um, so I think it was Barry. If, if this was last week, you would have been out a penalty and maybe you would have won the game. But uh, like I said, fair fair point each. And I think at this point, I think as an Arsenal fan, you gotta say it's still early and we're we're still right there. And uh, City is you know City's giving away points right now, and uh, I think you should be happy at least now for a point. One of the interesting things that's going on also is the uh, goal difference. Um, you know, f- high-scoring Liverpool, 16. You know, look at the top four teams. You've got uh, Liverpool, 16, plus 16. Chelsea, plus 17. City, plus 15. Arsenal, plus 13. Spurs, plus 9. And then you just drop off. I mean, and then mm. it's United at, at plus 3. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know... A lot of this back three, back five, you know, narrowing down the, the pitch a lot for it's um, I think it's having an impact. But it also is clearly people are going to start figuring it out. I mean, there's there's a reason that, you know, the three, five. I, I don't know. What do we think about? The, I Was it a, was it a, a, a three, five, two or was it a more of a five? Three two. Uh, no, no, they they were three five two. Okay. Uh, when they were defence, then I mean the pressure. The, so a three five two, um, it, in the modern game, <laughs> I'm going to sound really old now, <laughs> but in the modern game, whether it's four four two or three five two, the key thing is the widest of your players. Um, it, w- Arsenal normally play a four two three. One, I believe I've got my numbers right there. Add up to ten. Yes, um, <laughs> that's the confusing thing about some of this now. But in a four-two-three-one, but you've still got five in the midfield, and then you rely on your two, your your cent, uh, two, your right back and your left back to bomb on and provide the extra width. That's how Arsenal manages it. Um, but you've got to, you've always got to have runners, and they've got to be energetic. Um, the funny thing was, Arsenal didn't look quite as energetic as they should have done, considering they had an extra day's worth of rest. One could argue it actually was enough time for the um, the uh, jet lag to set in. Uh, on the other side, you know, Tottenham played a three-five-two nominally because you've got um, Son and Harry Kane up front was the way they sort of did it. And again, the widest two are the ones that have to track back and also provide the width going forwards. So when they were in defence, it was noticeable a lot of times. You could see, and it was a very good uh, five in a line, blocking that access off um, and stopping the Arsenal wing-backs bombing on. Um, and going forwards, you know, they had, they had the... Uh, the energy in Rose and Walker uh, of players who could bomb up and down and, and get up against the opposing wingbacks. And that's why I think, it, you know, sometimes we looked a bit poor is because our wingbacks are used to having quite a bit of that freedom. Right. And this time they actually had someone butting up against them and then someone pushing into their space when they attacked. Um, um, all right. I think, uh, oh, one, one other thing about Spurs. Um, uh, Pochettino is saying that um, it's Wembley that, that their Champions League problems are not Wembley. 
uh, you know, down to them playing at Wembley. And, and Barry, you and I can both say, uh, no, they pretty much are down to you playing at Wembley. We know that. It's exactly what Wenger said. And, yeah, it's down to Wembley. Um, but, I've uh, been there. I, I was uh, at the new one. in the mid-90s. I was, I was there for some of those games. So was I. So I went. Um, my, my only Champions League match was at Wembley. Mm. Um, and, and, and the big thing there is that, so Wembley is a, even in those days, it was nearly a 90,000-seater stadium. And, um, you know, you'd turn up there and you'd see a lot of people who didn't go to any games at all because they were able to get tickets for this. Um, In the old days, and it has to be said, you know, maybe Spurs were under the same thing, but Arsenal, when they were at Highbury, were a 38,000-seat stadium with a 10-year waiting list for season tickets. And tickets that did come up, you had to know a lot of people and network a lot to get tickets to be able to go to. I used to manage maybe five or six games, league games in a season, and that was through a lot of networking and a lot of, you know, toing and froing between people I knew. And this was all before the internet. This was all done by text messages and phone calls and emails at most. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, you know, the, the thing is, though, you see a lot of people who just, it was a day out for them. It was a very special occasion. You know, they'd go there with their picnics and they'd, <laughs> they'd sit there. And if things were going wrong, they'd sit there and pour a cup of tea and uh, be upset. The prawn, prawn sandwich brigade almost. Right. Um, where, and I think that's what Spurs, because Spurs is not that much of a ground. I think even with their expansion before, it was 40,000 just about. So they've gone, their their biggest gate has been 86,500, 87,000. So they've over doubled it. So those people have got to come from somewhere. And they're not always going to be just the hardcore fans that have been sitting on the waiting list for the season tickets who are turning up. Uh, Jason, let's move on to United. Um, so, Zlatan is, you won, yeah. but you won against the Swansea side that looks wretched. Um, Jose's officially gone to third season mode um, with, you know, ripping apart, ripping apart players who, frankly, are, uh, you know, uh, who was it, Smalling and Luke Shaw? Yep, those are the uh, I mean, the whipping boys now. I mean, <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, no, I um, agree. What's going on? And, and are you? Is he going to get out of this? Is he going to pull this pull this team out of this? And if so, prove it to me. Where is he going to well, start? I can't prove it to you that he's going to. I'm just. It's all about hope right now. Um, it just seems to you know we're talking about this instead of talking about the game, and I think he is. I, I, someone needs to maybe sit down with him. Maybe he says he's going to talk to Fergie more often. Maybe Fergie needs to tell him and say, "Stop, you know, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever's going on in your head, just don't say it." Um, it's I guess this is kind of since we're in the election phase, it's kind of like Trump. He just can't help himself now, and he just he just gets baited by anyone, and he just says it. And um, I, I, I have no words. I mean, Luke Shaw just got off of a horrific knee injury, yeah. leg injury, and then you're going after a kid. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, then then you then you look at the other side and say, well, Fergie's done this before and questions people's, uh, uh, I don't want to call it courage or you know passion for the fight and fight and playing for the team. I, I, I mean, I feel like he's Smalling and Luke Shaw, you shouldn't right now because I mean, Smalling played every game last year for us. 
And uh, Luke Shaw just, you know, broke his leg practically. And maybe, maybe and came back earlier than expected even last year as far as even training with the team. So I don't know what's his motivation. I don't know what he's trying to do. Um, he's going to have to need these guys because our defense is, I mean, we, I mean, we had Bill Jones came and played this weekend. So uh, if he has, if he starts going to defend us like he's been doing, um, we'll have no one to play defense on that end. And I don't know. I, I can't, I can't tell you to, I can't say, I can't show you the evidence right now that he's going to stop. Agreement that the United, that the Arsenal match is going to show a lot. I mean, he'll he'll have the players up, and you have guys like like Rooney who are obviously going to be up for playing Arsenal. Yep. Um, but what's going to happen if if I don't want to jinx it by saying what if Arsenal win? What if Arsenal go to Old Trafford and win? Um. Well, they did it last year, right? Yeah, but Arsenal yeah. Uh, by a lot. So I mean, I think you'll maybe you'll start hearing more of the boos. I mean, we have not heard that yet. I think we said that last week that I haven't heard. The fans have been patient enough, and they haven't been booing crazy like they did with Ben Hall last year. Even though Ben Hall's been there for the you know had the year in him, um, I think if you, if you, if they get totally ran off the park, I think you're going to start seeing hearing a little bit more. Uh, but like I said, it's not it, you're not going to hear him getting fired right away. I don't think he's going to get fired. I think he's going to stay the year. I think he's going to make the year. Um, I just because I don't see them being this whole, you know, Armovich and start firing people midseason hmm. and bringing in. Do like, you, um, Jason? Do you do you blame attribute any blame to Fergie for the way he just really wrung the team out and wrung the club out? I blame him to the extent that he he brought in no base and there was nothing really there as far as the end of the day. Um. That's why I blame him. As, uh, that's why I blame him most for not setting up, not really having a plan of of who's going to succeed him and what's the plan going forward. He never, he just said, "I'm leaving." And that's it. Now you guys deal with it. And on top of that, David Gill left on left at the same time. Well, that's the one I've always blamed. That's the one I've always blamed. It was not Fergie, but it was David Gill, and leaving Ass Clown in charge. And it took him years, years to get up to speed. The only reason he was given the job was because he was a money guy. He was yep. the he was the Glazers money guy, and he was he was a disaster. I think that Fergie and Gill had seen the writing on the wall, knew that they had not built up the 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 youth system the way they needed to, and they left. I mean, but the fact that Gill left at the same time as Fergie was to me much more telling and and a much bigger problem. You know, Fergie had he had wrung out that team. They they didn't the team wasn't set up the team wasn't backed properly um and he just kept winning with them because of who he was but i think that there was a lot and there's plenty of blame to go around yeah and then, and then you can look at the rvp transfer as one of the ones that said hey i need to go and well, i don't care if, i mean maybe he knew he was gonna leave that year and said i'm gonna buy this guy i'm gonna tell him i'm gonna be here for whatever i'm gonna buy a guy who's at 28 29 years old who he has never done and throw and splash that type of money I like uh, at that age at least, uh, and he had him for one year, and he guy came in motivated to win a league, and he won us a league, and then Fergie that year said I'm out. Yeah. By the way, uh, can we? I, I have to say, when I saw the the initial report of, of Van Persie's injury, I was as horrified as as anybody, and I felt terrible yeah. for him. Now that I know he's basically going to be a, be okay, I'm like, good, you deserved it, you son of a bitch. But. Uh, <laughs> um, 
but I did I did feel terrible for and that was that that first report was was horrendous. Um, and I forget about this game the the, the lineup when I saw it I thought it was the worst possible lineup you could possibly pick and I think like Steve like you said is that they won three one because Swansea is that bad. Yeah, I mean look, I mean Rooney is. You know, if you got to keep going back to Rooney, and Rooney keeps coming up with the goods, that's it'll. It's the same. It's it's he's becoming the Fellaini issue. You know, Van Hal would keep going to Fellaini, and Fellaini a lot of times delivered. But the problem was he was taking you away from the football that you wanted to be playing, and now mm-hmm. Rooney's essentially doing the same exact thing, and he's he's keeping these the young kids out of the side. It's, you know, this is exactly why you brought Mourinho in and. He's, I, I, he's the problem. There's no question. He's the problem. He's certainly at this point not the solution. Um, but all right, um, I grow bored of Manchester. So surprisingly enough, we're not going <laughs> to. Actually, I do have one quick question about City, uh, about United. Um, what did you think to the, the going back to Carrick, and did you think Carrick improved the uh, stability of the back four, or was it just that um, you know? Uh, Swansea are that bad. No, I know. I mean, when Carrick plays, I think it's it's evident. Six starts, six wins. I think he actually does bring the proper balance to a starting lineup uh, and allows certain people to do what they have to do and not worry about be like one person being out of position and I have to make up for him. I think he does bring that stability not only to the back four but really to to Pogba in general because I think Pogba a lot of times was trying to make up for. Fellaini moving up too much, too forward, and he had to try to maybe backtrack. And then at the end of the day, the whole shape and everything is out. So I think Carrick does bring that type of shape in. But apparently, Josie says he can't play every day, which I don't. I mean, I I, I think he could play most of the Premier League games. I, I, if he doesn't want to play him during Europa or the EFL, mm. I'm fine with. But I think he, I think Carrick at his age, because he doesn't do that much running. He just passes the ball and and and, and beats that person in front of the defense. So mm-hmm. it's not like. You know, right? And not like he could play. He he could play. Maybe make he can make twenty eight appearances. I think. I mean, I I don't see why not. Yeah. But what do I know? Um, I think we also have to give a shout out to Pogba's goal. It was rather special. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and the reason I just want to point it out is the reason I, I'm giving the shout out is because the way he hit it, it's very easy to balloon it over the bar. But if you have a look at the replays of that, that went flat. From the moment it left his laces, it actually went flat. He and he, you know, he timed it perfectly, but it also just went. It barely moved from the same height. It was basically the same height all the way across, and that's uh, some special talent. Uh, City, I just don't. I still nothing makes me. Nothing's going to make me care about City, other than the fact that, man, they're giving up points left and right. They are. <laughs> I mean, I. It's. It's... Well, Middlesbrough, you know, are starting to get find their feet a little bit now. Yeah, I mean, and uh, we know I talk right because he's a good, he's a good coach. He knows yeah. he's good. Um, let's go to the other end of the table. Sunderland finally coming through with a win. They, uh, an HB, I, you know, I guess no Jack Rodwell. We just do all. They're going to do fine. <laughs> um, I mean, Jermaine Defoe, he's just kind of like, you know, there's always these, there's always at least one English player 
who's kind of at a low-level team, and, and you could see these flashes of brilliance that they once had. And Jermaine Defoe, you know, so many people tried to get so much out of him. And I don't know if he was, if, what, what his real talent level is. But I'll tell you something, he's been a, he's been a fine for Sunderland. You know, he's, he's been a bright star for them. What, he's been there three seasons now, I think? Four seasons? Yep. Three seasons. And yeah. he's definitely been their mainstay of why they have quite a few numbers of points. Um, it, it's definitely the case. Um, you know, I think the interesting thing will be is what Moyes saw from sitting up at the top, sitting higher up, and what did he see in terms of the, the how his team were moving. Um, this this team is, I think, Moyes has been a little bit too doer. He's been very Scottish <laughs> about his thing. I mean, when you get a manager coming in saying, oh, my God, we're shit and we need X number of players and all the rest of it, you... You'd, it's an instant buzzkill, and um, I, I know they've had some problems, uh, what do you call it, wise injury-wise and stuff. But if we look across the board, there's no not been any worse than anyone else. I think maybe their level of, you know, I think Kershaw is probably one of the ones. I think he's still with them, uh, but he's he's been injured, and it's, that's probably a big one for them. But. Um, Jason, what are they? What are they doing for you? Are you watching uh, them at all? Uh, I got to be honest with you. I'm not watching them very much because I just um, can't be bothered. But I'm, I'm not watching. I'm not watching them. But I, I did hear like they. It was kind of a. I don't. I mean, I don't want. I want to say. Lucky so what are you both points. saying? You saying I'm a sad bastard for watching them? No, I'm saying no. I'm a sad bastard for not watching it because it's, no. it's 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 interesting football and they're and they're they are certainly playing and have been playing better than their record would indicate. Um, yeah, the, the problem is that they they have been sort of calypso collapso sort of when when they have collapsed, it, it has knocked the sails out of the wind. I think probably the Palace game where they they it was two nil up and they lost and they I can't remember they lost it three two or they drew two two. They lost. I think that. it was a draw. Was it a draw or they lost? They lost it because this is their first three points. That was it. Benteke scored in the last. I think Benteke scored in the last minute or something, so they were two nil up, three two down, and and that you know that knocked that that was really stung them, really hurt them. Um, but Jason, what were you going to say? I know I, I I mean I I haven't watched I hadn't watched the game, but I I mean what I've been reading was that it was kind of a lucky three points. I don't want to say so. I mean they got the three points, but they were down ten men and they were getting battered, and they got a penalty, and that was really. Really, it, it for them. But I mean, I think I, we said it last week, Steve. I think it's just this is the team that just it is this really needs to go down. I think, and yeah, they need to they need to straighten it up, straighten up like like we said, like Newcastle is doing now, and and let Moyes do his thing. Same thing with Swansea. I think. So, I mean, when you start, um, you know, when you start, Swansea is a different case because they let a lot of their better players go and not replacing them with any type of replace any type of quality. Even if it was a young, take a chance at a young player, they just never replaced Swan, uh, Swansea. So I think. Those two teams go down, keep them bad, just let them build something, and maybe they come up right away. They, they should have enough talent that if they if they do it the right way to come up right away and go from there and actually become more stable in, in the EPL. Because I feel for Sutherland, if they have another escape, we're going to be talking about them next year to go down. Yeah, I mean, well, they 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 spent a lot of the uh, the early, you know, the noughties, as they say, literally ping ponging one season down, one season up. 
So, they were a yo-yo club. Yeah, yeah, like like, like West Brom was. Yeah, um, yeah. I think nobody did it like Sunderland did. I, I think they did it like four or five years, uh, and I'm yeah. just, I, I can't bother to check if it's not if it's not poll results, <laughs> voting results in Florida. I'm not checking anything. Um, <laughs> Lester, you know, Jason Becker doesn't come on. I don't. Lester are just. <laughs> they are the weirdest side. I mean, they're they looking do... at a different ring. They're looking yeah. at the brass <laughs> ring at the moment. It's. Are they going to win the Champions League? Well, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. They, you know, just like Wigan were the first team to win the FA Cup and go down. <laughs> it would be effing funny. Not, not that I'm wishing it, but I think you know, Leicester could very well do that, where they win the Champions League. Which, by the way, qualifies them for next year as return right, holders. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that would be funny if they were in the, the, the division below and they came back and they're still playing Champions League and they got 44 games in the because uh, they, they got oh, yeah, more teams right, in League right. One. <laughs> I think it's 42 <laughs> or 44 games. I can't remember now. I mean, it um, is one of those classic examples where any given day, any team could you know perform and they have the talent. So. Champions mm-hmm. League, yeah, you know, the week in and week out grind of the Premier League. Um, I mean, well, they're they, missing, they're missing, they're definitely, uh, we've said it before, they're missing N'Golo Kante, but they're also, they've also got a big problem in that uh, drink water is, I think they've got quite a few of their players are just dropping off the, you know, they're, they're getting to the precipice of well, performance. Vardy, Vardy's the biggest. Uh, uh, Vardy, maybe, maybe not. I think he's just rung out a bit this year. But I think um, Morgan, more importantly, Morgan mm-hmm. and Huth have just gone over the edge a little bit. Drinkwater has not got as much energy uh, to be able to fill in that that spot. Um, when he had N'Golo Kante, it, I mean, N'Golo Kante, they called him the rash because he went over everything. And on top of that, he had it was like having two players. You see him with Chelsea now. Chelsea have figured it out, got him sorted out, and they're... You know they've got an extra player effectively because the amount of running he does. Mm. Um, so um, that's that's where they you know that's where they're, they're, the the problem is. Portal. They've locked in uh, Fuchs for another uh, another contract, but he's another one who's you know become a little inconsistent. Uh, but they at the same time they are also clearly kind of finding their feet, despite the loss to West Brom. You do get the sense that they're. Kind of, they are starting to deal with the loss of of, of Ingola Conte and oh yeah yeah you know they're definitely coming and, round. I mean they Ranieri, have to. You sorry, go ahead. Uh, they have to, and as you say, as you're about to say, I think uh, Ranieri is not a stupid manager, and that's exactly what so he's going to figure it out. He's going, yeah. you know, he's a, he's going to have another think about it for the next week or whatever, because half a lot more of his team. That's what winning the championship does a lot more of his team get picked to go away on international duty. Right. So, you know, he's going to spend out of the next 10 days, he's going to be out seven days on his own when most of his first team have disappeared out of uh, sight. Um, so, you know, he's got that. But then, you know, you get them back and he's already said, I think there was an interview with him the other day and after the match and he said, you know, I'm going to think about it for a while and then we'll see what we can do in the remaining three days or whatever before we play next. But it'll get sorted. I think the interesting bet, if 
you want, uh, would be whether or not they are going to be higher up than Chelsea managed in their defence of the title. Mm. Yeah, good point. Uh, speaking of Chelsea, we're going to we can wrap up Chelsea and Everton in one... Why would we just go, wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow on both extents. Wow in terms of the number of goals and wow... Kuman stood on the edge of the thing and just not saying anything at all. I couldn't there was, believe there it. Was nothing, there was nothing he knew. He, he saw. Yeah. Hey, Jason, um, there's, there are people, uh, the Guardian podcast, one of, the, one of their writers said that this was an example, this was a, a, basically an, an offshoot of the Arsenal whooping of Chelsea where it, it gave Antonio Conte free reign to just rip everything apart after a couple of games he he's got it exactly where he wants it and the players have bought in and if you're not on board you're getting left at the station uh do you think that that do you think he's been building to that this whole season or do you think that the arsenal match kind of pushed him very very sharply in this direction or do you think this is where he was going anyway I think I think it was just where he's going anyway. What, what, did it ex- did the Arsenal result accelerate the process? Probably it did. Um, but when you when you look at how way Hazard's playing, and he didn't play like that last year. I mean, and he his goal his that goal he had was he didn't <laughs> do any of that last year, and that's just an indicative of what 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 he but a difference between a player what he is what he was last year and now is totally a totally different player. Uh, and I, and at the end of the day, he, like I said, uh, he was always going to um, get to where he wanted to be and how he wanted to play. Um, it's just that result just really, really probably accelerated the process, mm. in my opinion. In line with that, Jason, would you take a whipping from Arsenal if it meant that your team would get kick-started <laughs> into... <laughs> well, uh, I guess so, maybe, but <laughs> it's coming up in two weeks, maybe. Um, Hazard <laughs> is Hazard is a living, breathing indictment of Jose Mourinho's management abilities because this was a guy who was about to get run out on a rail and and he is now he is clearly what he was looking to be at one point which is this is a player who has to be talked about on par at least on current form with Messi, this guy is brilliant, a joy to watch, even for someone who hates Chelsea, and and yet Mourinho couldn't do this guy, and basically t- took the love of the game away from him. Um, and Jason, well, I, I, I kind of I don't that- know if you could say that because he did win the Player of the Year in Mourinho's first year. I'm, yeah, but I'm not talking about that. I, I think that you could actually go back to that, and the, that relationship was not great already. But what he did to him, what he did to him before finally being booted out of Stamford Bridge, and he wrecked he wrecked that mm-hmm. guy. He wrecked him. Um, I, 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 maybe I'm grossly exaggerating, but I really I, – I, I wish Fernando were around because I want to know what he thinks. But what, yeah. how else do you account for it? It was just he just took the love of the game away from him and also used him badly. Mm-hmm. It does seem as though Mourinho has a problem with certain types of players. 
and certain statures of players as well, funnily enough. If you think about it, Juan Mata is the same sort of build as Hazard. Maybe maybe Mourinho's sizest. No, it's it, because it's, he doesn't he doesn't like short, stocky players. No, it's guys who don't play. It's guys well, who don't. That means that players, means Rooney wouldn't play. Well, Rooney has and has not. <laughs> you know, the only reason I, sometimes I, I think the only reason yeah. Rooney is there is because he has been such a legend for you guys. Yeah, probably. Oh, the old, and, yeah. and if Rooney was not quite such, it didn't have such longevity or uh, history. I mean, he's been there. What uh, you picked him up when he was twenty? Is it? Ten yeah. years now? Ten years. Yeah, because he's had a testimonial. Yeah, say, say for instance he was only five years in into playing for the club. Yeah? Something mm-hmm. like that. So he only came in maybe the last season of uh, Ferguson's era. That would have been a, a different thing, I think. Yep. I think he would have been treated differently. Yep. Than, yep. than, 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 than Matter and... Same thing, same thing probably with Carrick as well. Well, Carrick, uh, Carrick I, I think he's actually sense. someone he likes. I, I just, I don't think he's, I don't think he's figured him out completely. Yeah, and also, Steve, Pedro is now the Pedro of Barcelona all of a sudden. Oh yeah, well. oh yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so that helps a lot too. Yeah, and allows them to play their game. Uh, yes, that is that is very true. Um, I think we have to wrap up with Liverpool. We have to give Liverpool all the credit that, and love that they deserve. Um, you know, listen, they're, they're defending sucks, and it doesn't matter because <laughs> they are doing – it doesn't suck that much, and they're doing everything they need to do. It, this is that Watford result. I mean, this was Watford kind of resurgent, looking good, and they just took them apart, just took – Absolutely tore them apart. You got and that was on the back of the Palace result as well the week before. It's, uh, I don't know what to say about them. It's just, I mean, we knew this was going to happen. We knew that Klopp would have this effect, and we knew it was coming this season. It's, it's amazing to watch it, and it's amazing to watch it, and to also see who's performing for him, you know, and who's stepping up. Um, I'm surprised it's not. I Sturridge is playing his way back in, but you know I think he would have. Uh, Sturridge is just. I I can't crack that nut. But I mean, Firmino is 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 and Coutinho. I I've always, I've always liked Coutinho, and it, he's got quite a side now. He's got quite a side, and he's really figuring out just how just how the pieces fit together, and it is a thing to watch. I think the big question is whether or not they can continue at this pace for the whole season. Yep. Because it is a very high, um, high energy game, and this is this league is a lot more intense and longer than most of the others that are played in Europe, and certainly than the Bundesliga, I think. So, it, it would be interesting to see what happens. Um, at the same time, you know, because although the players are used to playing a 38-game season, no break, the um, fact that I think we actually play one more cup than uh, they do in Germany, I believe, or if they've got a league cup, it's it's very sort of underrated. Um, not that ours yeah, is that much better. 
Um, but even so, it, it is, you know, he's got them believing. Sturridge is on his way out. I don't think, we need, you know, as much as he, he yeah. just doesn't fit. Just yeah, doesn't really fit. Really or he's going to be a super sub. Yeah, he's not going to go for that. I, I think he'll 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 have value. I mean, he, he's starting to play better, so he'll have value somewhere else. Um, mm. but we'll he's English. Some... He'll go for like fifty million. You know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. What are, yeah, yeah. No. what are we saying? What are we saying? To right, China. Yeah. Inter- <laughs> Interlull next week, so we'll take a week off. Um, yep. And yep. everybody, we still don't know about Florida, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, Michigan, Ohio. So. Um, you know, you know, probably, well, you might not know it's, it, by Wednesday morning. Either way, um, gentlemen, thank you very much for uh, joining us tonight. And uh, I guess we'll talk in two weeks. Yep. Hopefully. All right. So. Happy interlull, everyone. Yes. <laughs>